You're listening to the Passion Daily Podcast. Today's short scripture reflection comes from Pastor Louis Giglio. Who wrote the book of James? Anybody know who wrote the book of James? James says that right in verse 1, chapter 1, verse 1, James, and who is he? A servant of God and of the Lord Jesus. But which James, because there's a lot of Jameses in the Bible. There are disciples who are James, there are other James that appear in the story. Which James are we talking about? We're talking about James who was the brother of Jesus. I know a lot of you are like, no, I don't know about that because, you know, Jesus like came down out of heaven and it was all weird. No, Jesus was born of a virgin birth through Mary, but he ended up in a family and his parents had other children. And so he sat around the dinner table with brothers and sisters, just like a lot of us did. And he fought over things in the house. He probably never fought. He just, you know, multiplied things and broke them and, you know walked in the bathtub and things and people just got out of the way. But he, 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 he lived in humanity. And I know it's hard for us to get our minds around this. And one of his brothers was named James. And James ended up being the author of this particular book in the scriptures. But who is this guy besides, oh, we know he's the brother of Jesus. I want you to see the story and the arc of James' life. Because he didn't start out being the kind of material that you would think the Holy Spirit would use to write a book of Scripture. He started out being a naysayer, actually more than that, a scoffer at his own brother and the calling that was on his life. If you have Scripture, I just want to just drop down in a few places in the Gospels with you so you can see this with your own eyes. I could just run by the text, but I want you to read it with me. Matthew chapter 13, beginning in verse 53. It says, when Jesus finished these parables, he moved on from there and coming to his hometown, he began teaching the people in their synagogue and they were amazed. Where did this man get this wisdom and these miraculous powers, they asked? Isn't this the carpenter's son? Isn't his mother's name Mary and aren't his brothers, there it is, James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas, aren't all of his sisters with us? Where then did this man get all these things? And then the next line, here's the people in his hometown. Welcome back. We're glad you're here. Amazing teaching and phenomenal miracles that you're doing. No. The last line, people in his own hometown, and they took offense at him. So there's our author right there in the story while everybody in the hometown's going, man, we don't know. What, who is this guy? Isn't the guy that grew up across the street? Isn't his dad the guy that made the furniture for our house? Isn't this like, you know, James's brother? Fast forward a little bit to Mark chapter 3. Jesus' ministry is unfolding a little bit. Great crowds of people are swarming everywhere he goes. It says in verse 20, then Jesus entered a house And again, a crowd gathered so that he and his disciples were not even able to eat. And when his family heard about this, they went to take charge of him. For they said, quote, he is out of his mind, end quote. 
So they showed up where all the people were crowding around Jesus, not to applaud him, not to champion him. They came to take charge of him and get him to the house. They're like, hey, we're sorry, people, excuse us, excuse us, excuse us. He's talking crazy again, isn't he? Yeah, we've seen this in the past. And, uh, you know, he gets off his meds and this is kind of what happens. And so they're trying to like take Jesus back to the house. Fast forward a little bit more because James is in all of these moments to John chapter 7. In John chapter 7, Jesus' ministry has advanced a little bit more. He understands that it's dangerous for him to move into certain areas. And his brothers are right in the equation as well. Verse 1, after this, Jesus went around in Galilee purposefully staying away from Judea because the Jews were there waiting to take his life. But when the Jewish Feast of Tabernacles was near, Jesus' brothers, thank you, James, said to him, you ought to leave. Leave here and go to Judea so that your disciples may see the miracles that you do. No one who wants to become a public figure acts in secret. Since you're doing these things, show yourself to the world. You're like, they finally got it. They finally like understand, hey, if you want to make it big, you got to go to Jerusalem, man. You should go show the big boys what you got. Man, you are doing some amazing stuff, teaching some amazing truths. No, it says in the very next word, for even his own brothers did not believe him. So all the way through the story, James is not a good candidate to get into your world and into my world and say everything should change in your world. James is actually not a fan, nor convinced that his brother is the Messiah. He doesn't understand the plans and the wisdom of God, and he's actually scoffing at his own brother saying, yeah, why don't you get up to Jerusalem, bro? Do your thing. And then all of a sudden the tide turns. We know Jesus ultimately does go to Jerusalem. He's crucified for the sins of the world, buried, raised from the dead on the third day, appears to a multitude of people. We'll talk about that in a moment. And then ascends into heaven. And now a church is born. And when that church is born, the tide has turned. We see, and I'll just give you some references that you can write in your little journal and check them out this week as you're doing your own study. But Galatians chapter 2, verse 9, Paul is writing, and he refers to James, the brother of Jesus, as being the pillar of of the New Testament church. So a church is born now, and guess who the dude is? Guess who's leading the pack? Guess who is leading the charge? James, the guy who didn't believe in Jesus, scoffing the whole time, making fun of his brother, trying to get him back to the house. That guy is now leading the charge. Acts 12, 17, Peter gets arrested, miraculously gets released from prison. As soon as he gets out, he says, will someone get word to James that all these things took place? James is such an important figure in the New Testament church. And then Acts 15, 13, there's a big debate going on in Acts 15 about grace versus works. And the same kind of story of what we're seeing as grace and, and the book of James sort of come together. And in this huge debate that could have ripped open the church in Jerusalem in its earliest days, we see James, the brother of Jesus, takes the floor and takes control. So how did he go from being scoffer to being, I'm James, I am a servant of God, and I am a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. How did that happen? 
Well, it happened, I believe, in 1 Corinthians 15. We see the story unfold, and that's the text I want you to look at with me. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, Paul is writing about how he came to see Jesus as alive from the dead. But in the story, there's something pretty powerful. Verse 1, now brothers, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel, you are saved. If you hold firmly to the word I preached to you, otherwise you may have believed in vain. And then he unfolds beginning in verse 3. For what I received, this is Paul talking, I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scripture, that He was buried, that He was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures, and that He appeared to Peter and then to the twelve, and after that He appeared to more than 500 of the brothers at the same time. And here's the great part about this. Most of whom who are still living, though some have fallen asleep. Now, James came through an interesting process that I believe a lot of us are going to come through. All of us could come through in some level. But James did not believe what Jesus was teaching. He didn't believe that Jesus was truly the Messiah sent of God. But something happened. And what happened was that there was a resurrection from the dead. And the beautiful thing about that today is James gives us a great backdrop for anybody here today investigating the claims of Jesus Christ. So if you're here today and that's where you are, I'm so glad you're here today. It is not an accident that you came to church today. If you're hearing this message on a podcast or on YouTube or Spotify somewhere a month from now or five years from now, it is no accident that you are hearing the sound of my voice right now because the gospel story that we're talking about today, this transformational message of Jesus is open to investigation. In other words, all of it happened in public. He died in public. He was buried in public. He was raised in public. He appeared to Peter, then to the 12, but that's not enough. At one point, he appeared to 500 people at the same time, many of whom are still alive. In other words, it wasn't that he just appeared to 500 people. It was like he appeared to 500 people all at once so that if I were there, I could say, I saw him. Oh, and and you saw him because you were there. Y'all were there. Both of y'all were there. All of y'all were there. Remember? We were all there. Remember when I was there and you were there? You were standing right beside me. Remember? We all saw him alive from the dead. And I love what Paul writes here because this isn't a book that was concocted by some people in the upper room of a house out in the woods somewhere 500 years after Jesus died. Paul said, most of the 500 people are still alive right now. So you can go and ask any one of them if in fact they were there when Jesus appeared to the 500 people and showed them the scars in his wrist and in his side and in his feet alive from the dead. Most of them are all still alive. Thanks again for listening to the Passion Daily Podcast. And don't forget to go and subscribe to the Passion City Church and Passion City Church DC podcasts for our full messages every week.